0: Hello one and all, welcome to another episode of Push to Shout, the podcast about video games. This is the 89th episode of that podcast, and this is the other person who does the podcast. Skippy. Skippy. What's
1: up? Uh not much. Uh I've been playing more Forza a lot. This is on PC. On PC. It work I have to lock it at 30, but it stays at 30. Every once in a while it starts stuttering a little bit like it's loading in stuff or something like that. But it's It's okay at 30. It crashes sometimes. That game's still really fucked up, though. Uh, So I discovered some stuff after I complained about it last week. I I discovered some more baffling things about that game. Um, The controller support. I'm trying to use an Xbox One player to play this Xbox One game. Yeah. And first of all, there's no... You can't bind... You can't rebind the buttons on the controller. You have to choose from presets.
0: Oh, this is a problem. uh Uh-oh, what? Are we not streaming? No, it took my mic off for some reason. Oh, well, nobody Uh, needs to hear you anyway. we, you Um, They missed my whole bit where I uh, didn't need to say anything. There wasn't a bit. There wasn't a bit.
1: It was actually probably the most boring introduction we've ever had. So the fact that your mic was—it's music- more boring. When you usually you've got every a cool time. bit, or and something. by
0: you I mean I, as in me. All so, right.
1: Skippy, keep talking
0: about. 40. As I was
1: saying, the controller binds uh, are presets, which I haven't seen PC games, especially like a AAA game, do that in a long time. Where like usually it's just it just lets you bind it if you want, um, and so you have to choose between these presets. None of them are what what I want, and then. I discovered, oh, the last few presets are specifically for binding your own buttons. They're just blank presets, and you can go through and bind them. But not the other ones for some reason. But the thing is, the, <laughs> the presets that you can bind have a lot of the um, options are required. You have to bind a button to those options. Or else you, you can't mean? save the preset. So, like, like, you go to shift up and it's a required bind so you have to you have to bind it to a button you can't leave it blank so uh, you have
0: to be able to manually shift the gear up
1: well i mean you can choose an automatic gear shift i'm just using that as an example like a, okay. a brake right. or all, anything like that has a has a required bind for some reason so on the other presets it, there's more options than there are binds because they use up all the buttons on the controller and everything and then there's stuff like use map and Various like optional things that aren't really required that, that they'll leave blank on those presets. Well, in this, those are required. And so there's more required binds than there are buttons on the controller. And that's if you include clicking in the thumbstick and all that shit. Um, which means you can't use the, those presets because you can't save them because you don't have enough buttons on your controller to actually fulfill the requirement that they're trying to make you. It's. I don't know how
0: you fucked fuck get up that badly. How decisions like that are made? I, know. I mean, why not just let a controller layout be busted if somebody wants it to be busted? I mean,
1: I, last week I was telling you about the volume control where one is like eighty percent of the volume. Who made that? De- someone made that decision, right? Like that's a decision. And then the and then the the music volume doesn't go down to zero, so you have to listen to music or manually switch your radio off. Someone made that decision.
0: What I noticed, and this is uh, kind of jumping the gun a little bit on the Halo Five, because I got lots to say about Halo Five. Oh, okay. But um I quitting the game is not like quitting any other game. You can't there's no exit button in the menus. Oh really? um, escape Yeah. The way you leave the game is you move your mouse to the top of the screen and then like an actual Windows yeah. bar will appear it is an app. It is an app. It feels exactly like an app. Which is so strange, because it's like a full-featured game, kind of. Well, have you ever but,
1: used like the Windows PDF? Back in Windows 8, did you ever have to use Windows 8? I was enough. on
0: it for a little bit. But, there uh, were a couple computers, computers at work. Pretty quickly got that classic show thing.
1: That there, did, like, um, Windows the, 7. there were a couple computers at work that had Windows 8 on them, and every once in a while, I'd get stuck in an app. The worst one was yeah. the PDF viewer. It would go full screen. You try to pull up a PDF, and it would go full screen, and that little that bar at the top wouldn't even show up. And then, and like, there's like two buttons, and you there's nothing you can do. And so, like, you have to drag your mouse into yeah. the corner so that something will pop up or something like that. It's the least intuitive thing in the world. <laughs> I don't understand it. But at least Forza lets you quit out, and you can just Alt F four too. Um, but, but yeah, but. Uh, those those particular options are really baffling and so i've had to learn like i do use the manual gear shift and i'm used to dirt rally which is a and x but they don't have that option so oh well um i i don't i don't get it i don't get how how they're right someone had to make those decisions the fact that someone made those decisions is so baffling to me and uh i really hope they patch that game not just to fix that shit but to fix the performance and all that and then there's like there's some other decisions made about the game where it's kind of like this feels like something that testing should have figured out um there's drifting zones and i'm not a big drifting fan i i don't really get drifting but i want to do i want to get three out of three stars on all these drifting zones these optional little things just because there's something to do and i want to do them uh And it's really frustrating because they're on public roads, which means cars are just driving around on the drifting zones. Like AI? Yes. And also, AI drivatars are, are racing around. Sometimes they're trying to drift around. And...
0: So you can't just chill out and drift for a little bit. You have, you have to, have to dodge those cars. You
1: have to wait for okay. like, your, your window of opportunity to go. But you can't see the whole zone. You don't know if there's someone coming up. They'll be, you'll be halfway through and you'll have a really good session going. And then all of a sudden there's a driving car coming at 100 miles an hour in the opposite direction. And he's right on the apex of the corner where you need to go. And there's nothing you can do. <laughs> and it has a rewind option. But if they're, you know, if it, if everything lines up perfectly where there's nothing you can do, then rewinding doesn't do any good. So it's just you're just fucked. And it's like, why not give you an option or something to make it like so that there's no collision in the zones or something? So it's not like 80 percent of the time I fuck them up. It's because I'm hitting a car. It sucks, and I I, I can't imagine that that that's a unique problem to me that the testers must have experienced that, right? Like that must've been a really frustrating thing that they said, this doesn't seem necessary. I I don't know. Um, That's still a fantastic game. Like, don't get me wrong. That's, it's an awesome driving game. I've been playing a ton of it. It's perfect for, it's a podcast game, you know, put on a podcast or put on a long video that you want to watch, but not pay full attention to. It's perfect for that. You could do it for hours and hours and I have already. So um, that's it. That's all I've played.
0: Now, and I don't know why this is happening to me, but is it like a full-featured game? Is there an identical version of Forza 3 Horizon for Xbox One? It's the same? it's
1: literally the same game to the point where you can you can cross-save.
0: Oh, yeah. really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I've been playing Halo 5: Forge yes. on PC, and that is not equivalent. It is just the Forge mode and the Forge multiplayer, which is really strange because it works extremely well. It seems like they they could have made the full multiplayer be on PC, but they just elected wonder, not to. I wonder. I wonder. Didn't want to cannibalize themselves yeah. or whatever went into that choice. But uh, it's really cool. It's way cooler than I thought it would be. For kind of comparison's sake, I played Halo Online for the first time. Before starting up Halo 5 Forge. So Halo Online is that, we talked about it before on the podcast, it's that Halo 3 port that was like officially licensed, I think, but for Russia, and it was kind of like outsourced development, and they added sprinting to Halo 3's multiplayer, and just a bunch of dumb stuff, but it worked, and it was pretty cool. And so had some fun with that, but every server is just hopelessly laggy and fills up within 20 seconds. I'm not even going to make an attempt to stop yawning anymore. It's not going to happen. Is that what
1: you were doing? You were yawning. I thought you were just yelling like a yeah. retard.
0: No, I uh, no no I wasn't doing that. Uh. <laughs> anyway, so it's cool, but it's very janky. Halo Online, Halo Five is a crisp, finished product. Like, it works. Everything about it works amazing. There's a really in-depth search system for all kinds of custom maps, and it's so satisfying mechanically. It works. Uh, The guns feel great. One thing that was having us cracking up is that the death animations are just over-the-top brutal. (laughs) You mean, Um, like, the executions (laughs) and stuff? No, no, not even the executions. Just whenever you die... (laughs) So when, when you just die and get shot, it sounds like every bone in your body is, like, breaking at the same time. And your character goes, oh! And you just, it's amazing. It's, it's so goofy. in In
1: college, uh, sophomore year, I guess, it, it was shortly after Halo Reach came out. Um, I, some people offered me some weed at their apartment. And I took them up on the offer and they started playing reach and I was too high to play. I didn't want to play, but I was blown away by how violent the executions were. Like you would do stuff like you would jump on the back of someone and stab them in the top of the head. And I was like, Oh my God, (laughs) I never realized how violent this was. And yeah, that's, that's the time I got high
0: further. (laughs) Good story. So all the classic maps that you love from Halo are playable because people have just remade them in. Forge. Oh right, yeah, yeah, and you know this is something I did not notice because, or not notice, I guess, but wasn't expecting because the last Forge game I played was Reach, yeah, and that was still essentially dragging boxes around and just very limited kind of prefab stuff. This is a fully fledged map editor, yeah, where people make completely custom areas like water parks and. Uh, a bank And just all kinds of cool places This one map, it was crazy It was this metallic Series of tubes And ramps that were In the air And you drive warthogs through it And so you actually spiral on top Of these loop-de-loops And it's it's really awesome uh, How smooth
1: do. is the experience of like Getting into these custom maps Like How long is the download Nearly instant That's cool
0: it's so quick. It's real quick, and it. Um, I have not run into any hitches at all. Like performance-wise, anything, all of it is spot on. Runs really well. It's a lot of fun. I need to download. So, that. yeah, you really should. You really should. That's actually why I wanted to do this earlier tonight. Is because I wanted to play. <laughs> I don't know if I'll down- be able to
1: download it in time, but we'll see. It's
0: pretty big. It's a pretty big file. We we should play it sometime because it's. So much fun. So you got your old classic maps, and they managed to make them look uh, almost identical. Some of the texture work isn't quite there, because it's just kind of cobbled together, but it's the same maps. Yeah. Exactly the same layouts, exactly the same item placements and pickups, all of it. And, um, so yeah, like, we were playing on Ascension and High Ground, all those maps that were, like, iconic Halo maps, and you just get to play the good ones, you don't have to sit through playlists of crap. (laughs) Um... That's cool. But there are also some new favorites, and uh, I, a couple of my new favorite maps is <laughs> Nuketown. Oh, Somebody just made Nuketown. Yeah. And what's, it's funny, because Halo 5, the multiplayer, has all What is it about Nuketown those... that
1: has become so iconic in multiplayer shooters? It doesn't it's seem so like funny a great though. map. It's just kind of a, a couple houses and a bus. It's very basic.
0: It's a... I guess the concept is appealing of just kind of tearing around a neighborhood and shooting I, I, shooting each other. I guess. But I'll the real me. joy of that map is how stupidly they I mean that in a good way. They went to stupid lengths to recreate it. Oh sure. So yeah. instead of mannequins they have like elites who are just like motionless <laughs> around the map, and uh some like robots who are holding guns for you to pick up, and there's like an elite cooking a patty on a grill, and it's the you like Lamus. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like an it reminds me of Gary's mod, honestly. Wow. It really is That's
1: crazy. So
0: much fun. And this is my personal favorite map I've ever played in Halo. It's called Toilet. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put a picture of Toilet on screen for the folks at home here. This is Toilet. The map is called Toilet. And we played for the first time, the game actually glitched. Skippy, you'll see it in a second. The game glitched. And so when we load it in, it does that cinematic Spartan pose that they do now in Halo 5, where instead of just loading you into the game, it does like this Slayer you your Like backs up against each other, like, oh, look at how cool we are. Yeah. So you're standing on top of the tank of the toilet here.
1: Seeing toilet.
0: Yeah, you stand on top of the tank of the toilet. You do your cool pose, and then it glitched for us. And this is what happened: the lid of the toilet it raised, and then nothing happened. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought that was the map. I thought it was just a map where the toilet opens. Turns out, when I went back and revisited it, there was more. Okay, there was there was a deep complexity underneath. It was a working where toilet. You actually launch yourself into the toilet bowl and fight in the toilet bowl, okay. and you can fall down the drain too.
1: <laughs> that sounds pretty good.
0: Yeah, this reminds me
1: of Counter Strike mods, like yeah, like uh, Counter Strike Source custom servers and everything. Like what was it? De rats. Where it was yep. a kitchen and you fall through the refrigerator and the shelves and those
0: <laughs> its a lot like that. Yeah, it is a lot like those maps. Yeah, that's where or, or like um those toy box maps in Team yeah. Fortress Two, yeah. where you would be really small and there's got to be ones like that. That's that's forge.
1: harking back to the good old days there. That's it's really neat. Yeah. I doubt I, Halo would literally be probably I think the last franchise I would expect to do something like this. To have that amount of and customization and and support it well, and like that blows my mind.
0: Exactly, and the most surprising thing about this, and I get like H- Halo's their Xbox thing, but to have this quality and experience on PC, and not just to go all the way—it's it a beta. Quite make to it makes sense. What it is is it's a beta, guess, and they're going
1: right. to come out with the next Halo, and it'll be a big deal that it's on the PC. It would be less of a big deal if they retroactively had Halo Five. Okay, you know? yeah, if and so it's like. Eyes. Make it a big moment at E3, like Halo's but coming this, to the PC, guys. This is the
0: big moment. I guess this is the I, they haven't marked Halo it or anything because they it's released a beta since Halo reached. But
1: they weren't sure it was going to be this smooth. I assure you that this was like a beta. It had to be. It
0: worked beautifully. Yeah, Swimming. for them. There's oh god, there's all kinds of great maps and just totally out there maps too. Um, the best part about it is how fully featured the search is. So you can do all kinds of keyword searches and sort it based on the number of likes and downloads and plays. So it really lets you find good maps quickly. I found one that we didn't have a lot of fun because it was like six or seven of us just running around and didn't quite work out. But there's like a survival horror map where it's like these dark series of hallways. And uh, it's meant to be like a custom game mode where I don't know if it was zombies, but something like that. Where one person is stalking everyone else. Yeah, it's it's cool. Like it's so cool. That is cool. Yeah, and you you wouldn't even tell you wouldn't be able to tell that it was Forge if the last Forge you were playing was like on Halo Three or Reach. Yeah, because even Cause it's, even it's, when it's a this, full map editor, even
1: right? this when this was coming out, I still thought it was just piecing pieces of you know. Pre-textured, pre-built. That's things. what I thought it was, and, and which you can do a lot of cool stuff with. But like, this is yeah, way beyond. Like, you wouldn't be able to create a toilet that looks like a toilet <laughs> with a toilet paper roll next <laughs> the, to the it. Toilet
0: the size of a mountain. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's something.
0: And of did it course, have water? Uh, no, it did not. I, have wonder, water.
1: I wonder if you can like. I wonder if you can go that because you have
0: to be able to fight in the drain. That's oh, sure. Yeah, exactly. But. <laughs> There's a There was a water park map that I played on that did have a pool. Okay. And you could go down the slide, and it would shoot you down. It wouldn't be just jankily dropping you down. It
1: actually so they tells like you along. So they've got there was those manipulators and stuff. Yeah.
0: yeah, they do. All right. It's it's a, it's a damn good game. Let me just damn. start downloading
1: this like right now.
0: It's completely free. You just need Windows 10. It's free. You sound, now you sound like a
1: marketer. How much are they paying you?
0: Nothing. Cause it's free. It's completely free. One hundred percent free. But I'm wow, gonna buy worth it every now. penny. I can't wait. Worth every penny, I gotta say. Um it's just loads of fun. Loads of fun. And I'm not gonna harp on it forever. But it's just really impressive what they done with this. They brought back all the different weapons and in exactly the original forms that they were in. Uh, You kind of froze, and I can't hear you, so I don't know if you're still with us. Maybe my download is that extreme. Either way. Can um, you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. A little choppy.
1: Oh, wow. I've got a really good freeze picture there, too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Go to sleep. Uh, They preserve the weapons in exactly the original form as Halo 1, 2, 3, if you want it. So there's like two separate weapons. There's the battle rifle in Halo Five, which is kind of like a more Call of Duty kind of thing, where it's like and it's real silenced and tactical and really yeah. snappy aim down the sights. But then they have a weapon that's just Halo Two battle rifle, and you can put that in the map, and it's wow. exactly the yeah. It's
1: that's really, really awesome. surprising.
0: Really awesome. Halo One Magnum. They have you can put that gun in the map. That's crazy. The original overpowered pistol. And uh, the settings too. You can individually tweak every possible variable, like player movement speed and shields. Everything. It's of so course that stuff like has granular. always been
1: in Halo. People it's people true. forget how customizable even Halo One was with those settings.
0: That's like, true. You Most could set like the, the percentage
1: of shields you want, and the movement speed, and and like oh, it, I think I think even Halo One had the stuff where it's like if you kill a player, then you can change the parameters of like. Like there's conditional oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. formatting in there where it's like if I kill someone, then my shields increase or what? It's something stuff like that where it's like to have that amount of customization back then was completely unheard of. Uh, well, the
0: customization that I was enjoying was the uh, the goofy stuff. So on that Nuketown map, I decided. You know, people complain that Halo Five has turned Halo into Call of Duty.
1: I mean, yeah, well, I, would too. I don't
0: think it was ever that. Different. It's always it's better. Uh, take it from but me, man.
1: Take it from me. It, it, I mean, they didn't turn it into Call of Duty, but they Call of Duty-fied some no, elements. No, I, I know.
0: That... I know. I'm, but I'm saying it always kind of had that very simple jump in. Oh yeah, appeal. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not like a, a counter strike. No, it's, but it's it's better than Call of Duty. I think to play gameplay wise, I just enjoy it more. Maybe yeah. not better. I like it more. Uh, but. For the Nuketown map, I decided to make it as much like Call of Duty as possible. So super fast regenerating health, sprinting on all the way, just completely like Call of Duty. Um, and it's it's really fun. It's really fun to tweak things on that tiny yeah. level and just have the. You need friends. That's the. <laughs> that is the only thing that holds us back. Is that there's not like. Unless I just haven't tried it, I think I've only been playing custom games. Maybe there's some way to search out a lobby, but it's not matchmaking. there's no matchmaking system. it's all forge all custom maps, and you need a party really to enjoy it as you know but if you can get five six, seven people, it's a blast. honestly, yeah. some of the most fun I've had playing a shooter in a while
1: um. So cool. and That's how, cool. I mean, for me, Call of Duty was, well, Call of Duty was something I played with friends too, but Halo to me has always been less fun by yourself. Like multiplayer, I've just never really gotten into that multiplayer without being with friends anyway. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to
0: sit there and play like a it's Halo it... matchmaking sesh late in the yeah.
1: night
0: by myself trying to power my, what do they call, it's just ranks, right? They don't have Spartan jewels. I don't sort know, of whatever. I don't
1: know, but, uh, but yeah. That, don't I... lose your Spartan jewels back in my back in my far cry uh far cry instincts or something on the on the i think it was the original xbox they it had a really thorough map editor and that was something where there were few enough people playing it that it had its own little community almost and so like just a couple servers like i think they were just hosted by players and uh it was a lot of fun to just jump around on those and see what people were up to it, the people would make really bizarre stuff like um like, really complicated platforming maps and stuff where, like, you had to get through an obstacle course, and if you fell off, you had to restart, but then they would have, like, checkpoints yeah, where you fell a... off and you had to restart at the checkpoint.
0: That reminds me. There's a wipeout map. You know that, that reality show, game show thing where people are jumping around? Yeah, on yeah, the... yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's that as a map. That makes sense. stuff swinging around, and it's cool.
1: Yeah, that's cool. All right. I'm downloading it, which is why... Do I sound weird or anything? No, you sound fine I'm surprised at how much it killed my internet. It must be downloading really fast. Um, Mine
0: downloaded so slowly, and I actually got to 30 gigs of 35, and then it cut out. My internet cut out. And for some reason, it made me redo the entire download.
1: It looks like mine's going like a hundredth of a gig a second, which would be about what I would expect, which shouldn't be killing my internet, but whatever. Um, All right.
0: So yeah, that's Halo. That's Halo. Fun, fun, fun! fun. You need uh, Windows 10 Anniversary Edition to play it. I that was not. You, a fun you
1: need that for Forza Horizon 3 too. I already yeah. had that. I guess. I don't know what I the difference know. between the Anniversary Edition is. With I don't know.
0: I think they made Cortana better.
1: <laughs> they forced you to uh, use Cortana. I know that much because I really? remember when I installed it, I said I didn't want to use Cortana and I didn't want them to access all my data and stuff. And you now it's like.
0: Enough.
1: And now it's like, hey, I'm Cortana. And can... no, you can't. I think you can. I think I told it not to access my data. Still, but it forced me to use Cortana.
0: Really? Okay.
1: Yeah. Huh. They're just slowly creeping into your life. It's just going to happen. You got to embrace your corporate overlords.
0: Damn.
1: Yeah. Dark. Dark cast.
0: <laughs> um. Well, I also saw a movie.
1: It was what a scary movie did you movie. see?
0: I saw Don't Breathe. Oh, I heard good things about that. I also heard good things about it, which is why I saw it. And it, everything I heard was true. It was uh, very tense, probably less of a horror movie than like a thriller or suspense kind of thing. But the tension is thick all the way through. Just a very, very stressful kind of movie where every scene has some like immediate kind of thrust to it. Uh yeah. Yeah, non-stop energy, except for the beginning, which is kind of just setting everything up. And everything before they get to the house is forgettable, honestly. I mean, you're familiar with the premise, I, and I imagine everyone else is. But in case, in case, these three kids, they go to rob a blind guy, and they get more than they bargained for. Um, one of them gets shot. That's the trailer. It's not really a spoiler. Uh, and then they're stuck in there with him. And he's like an army vet with all kinds of fucked up mental issues. And a uh, very cool movie. Hence yeah. Dark. They kind of did a sequel bait thing at the end that I wasn't totally behind. Uh, but whatever.
1: I, I like the idea of horror movies that, that just like... That's like such a simple premise of just like, you're in there with this scary old blind guy. Who yeah. wants to kill you. It, and that's it. It's genuinely frightening. Yeah.
0: Or not frightening. Uh, Imposing, I guess, is a better word. Like, the blind guy, he's blind, but he's ripped. He's extremely <laughs> brutal. And yeah. he's like a master with weapons, And but he can't see. And they don't do a Daredevil thing with either, which is nice. He's actually oh, yeah. blind. He doesn't have super hearing senses. He is better than average hearing, for sure. But it's not... One of those cases where, oh, you, you went... And then he immediately pounces on you and tears your throat out. It's a lot subtler than that, how he uses his blindness. One of the better parts where that comes into play is he's sort of running around in the dark in the cellar, and the two kids, they're completely in the dark, and it kind of goes into this night vision almost kind of thing. Not the green, it's, it's like black and white night vision, like what you would see if you had a night vision camera with an infrared. I think I saw
1: that in the trailer. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And not only are there some great close-ups of the blind man's screwed up eyes in that lighting (laughs) that are honestly great shots, but while they're kind of just completely unable to see two inches in front of them, the blind guy, he is familiar with the layout, so he reaches his hand out and brushes it past a fan blade, And then he can feel that. And then he puts his hand straight up and then he, he taps a little rafter on the ceiling. And then, so he's, he knows exactly where he is based on touch. And they, they bring the blindness in, in a way that's not silly, which was good. That's cool.
1: Yeah. That's really cool. Um, I, I would like to see that it's it, good horror movies are so rare and i kind of got my hopes up i guess a little bit for blair witch project even though it had a really bad trailer i was like oh well, that trailer was just made by the marketing team but did, i heard that movie's you, not very good
0: oh i was gonna ask you if you'd seen i
1: it, didn't but... see it no i didn't see it i heard it wasn't good
0: what have you been seeing
1: uh nothing i wanted to watch There's an HBO series that came out that I'm actually trying to avoid information on because I want to see the pilot and just see what it is. But it's like, it looks like a Western, but then there's also like sci-fi shit. Like, I don't know, like it's a fake Western, like a VR Western or something. I don't know. I I have no idea, but I'm trying to avoid shit. It looks like it might be interesting. So I was going to watch that last night, and then I couldn't sign into HBO Go on my parents' account. So they might have canceled HBO, and I'm not paying for HBO. (laughs) How much is HBO now? I don't know. I, I heard that they were splitting off HBO Go into a standalone thing, but I haven't really looked it up or anything.
0: Because um, that, so many people would pay for that if it were a relatively Netflix price affordable yeah. thing.
1: They were. I, I wrote an entire research report on that in college on about HBO like, Go? yeah, about how they were trying to find the perfect moment to switch over because right now they're still living off of the contracts that they have with the cable companies. The cable companies are telling them, don't go to the internet because you're an incentive for people to keep cable. And so they're still making a lot of money just on those contracts. But as soon as they think that there's, that they're going to make more money by having a standalone version, they're going to switch over. And I think they already did. Um, So, and that was my argument was like, they need to switch over very soon to get ahead of like, that's what everyone's going to be doing in the next few years is switching over all at once. It's going to be a big domino effect. And for some reason, I don't know if they're being, if they're paid off uh, research or what, but like research keeps saying like, Oh, well cord cutting is not as bad as people say it is, but like it's going to be an exponential effect and it's not going to be this gradual thing that everyone seems to be convincing themselves. It's going to be, but whatever. The only thing
0: that worries me about the money drying up at the
1: creative level. I don't think so, though. I mean, did you see how much shit Netflix is producing? They they make a lot. They're I'll trying to make, like, that. half of their library Netflix alone. Yeah. Netflix stuff, original content. Yeah, um, and it's, it seems to work
0: pretty well for them. But still, I just kind of... I worry about, as more competition comes in and people are choosing between, like, HBO Go and Amazon Instant or whatever they, they do and Netflix... The prices will, you know, compete with one another. Yeah. And, you know, when each person is paying, like, 10 bucks a month, can you really sustain the level of content you're used to? Is well, right, now, of, um, right now, a lot
1: of... Right uh, now, a lot of of TV shows are, like, really, really... Like, have a tiny viewership, but they get picked up by some bigger network that's able to kind of sustain them, like, almost... Yeah like beyond what they're actually worth, which is it's kind of a neat model, um, because it allows a lot of weird stuff like Lucha Underground to to exist. Uh but I think that with how successful we've seen like YouTubers be able to be and, and like going online and doing your stuff, either self-publishing it or going through someone who's a good online publisher seems to be working pretty well. And and I think what what you're gonna see is like Oh, I want to subscribe to HBO and FX and AMC because they're making the shows I want to watch, and you're only paying thirty dollars instead of sixty dollars to to watch just those channels. Um, I, I I think it could work. I I think I think a lot of networks, especially uh, like the middle sized ones, will will actually benefit because right now you've got so many millennials coming out of college who don't want to pay for their fucking cable company. So they're just downloading it. That's huge. Um, I
0: I guess... I think it'll work. It's definitely going to work. It's already working. I guess my question is, is there going to be any belt tightening? Is this going to be a straight-up replacement of people just moving to another platform, or is there going to be a material shrinkage and how much money is getting fed into the production of things. Because really, you brought up YouTube. YouTube is still funded in relatively the same way as TV is, it's ads. But these subscription-based services are not funded by ads. So yeah. it's a different it could be, model that you know maybe it'll make more per user. than Because honestly, if you're just watching ads, you're not chipping in yourself. Uh, they yeah. just make the network makes just a little bit from ads.
1: I mean, I sell. know, you know, Hulu was going on for a while with a you know, you could not pay for Hulu and you could still watch a lot of shit. I don't know. I I think they're still doing they, that, but they've been changing their model a lot. And I don't really understand it. It just
0: slowly got worse and worse if you didn't pay yeah. for it. I think didn't they make you watch ads even if you paid for it? I think they did.
1: At one point I know at that one point, not, at least for like some shows, that's unacceptable. Yeah. And I, that that yeah, I, I think that they probably. I, we're, <laughs> I wish I knew shit about this. I think that they probably retracted from that really quickly because I remember backlash against that being really, really, really tough. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I I think people are willing to pay for their shit rather than watch ads. Um, I think oh, you know stuff yeah. like Netflix proves that, and and like I pay for a few weird websites and stuff, like $5 a month or less than that even. And like Giant I'm totally Bomb willing to pay it. Before. Yeah, Giant Bomb. I'm still subscribed to Giant Bomb and, and I don't even really watch their stuff that often. But it's kind of like, I like it when it's there. When I have, need something to watch while I'm playing Forza.
0: I subscribed to YouTube Red a while ago. Um And it's been worth it, I'd say. And you know really? why? None of the exclusive content is any good. It's all PewDiePie doing screaming uh reality show thing with markiplier uh, who cares about that the real feature is just being able to pop something on in the car turn the screen off you can't do that otherwise um yeah and also to not have any ads on any device is very nice uh because it's all tied to your account yeah and um Offline videos without having to actually download it and save it somewhere on your phone or whatever or your computer um, yeah it's it's a simple thing that i'm willing to pay for it's not changing my life, but it's just a little thing that i'm willing to pay for
1: It's kind of bizarre the way they went about the YouTube red stuff because it's like they added a lot of they added a lot of useful features, but you're not getting content that you couldn't get otherwise you're just yeah. getting a different way of consuming it
0: that's true and, and I it's guess weird if you're concerned with god there really is nothing well there are things this is called hyperbole folks there's <laughs> okay. nothing on this earth worse than people who ask you to turn ad block off or Worse than that yeah. are the people who demand that you turn Adblock off. Like, how dare you watch my content with Adblock on? You realize what you're doing to me. You're ruining my life. Yeah. But if you, if, you know that gets to you, paying for YouTube Red lets you support people without watching ads
1: yeah i mean I, I, when i get linked to a forbes article and it tells me i need to disable my ad block just to view it then i i just don't view it yes uh like not not because i i specifically want to stop giving them my money if they had a nice message that i had to x out of that said you know hey we we rely on ad money could you turn off ad block it's not a, our ads aren't in, obtrusive websites do that and i i'd whitelist them every time it, but like Actually, blocking off your content because you're using ad blockers. Well, then the fucking ad block is now. Now they're actually gonna start having ads. Did you read about all that shit? They already do that. The
0: whitelisting
1: crap. Well, like,
0: did they already do that? Yeah, I mean, Where, like, it's, they... it's practically the same thing. People, um, I think they pay to get added to the whitelist.
1: I remember. Yeah, I remember there was like a a five dollar subscription that like they started asking for. I don't know but all I know is like yeah that the, apparently they decided not all ads will be blocked anymore if if they get paid enough money they'll just let the ads happen. You're talking so about obviously Adblock, it,
0: the company bad
1: block yeah. the, the brand yeah. uBlock
0: Origin uh, is the best.
1: Ad well see yeah that's the thing is like there's other ad block things I don't really understand why they I don't know we'll see if that works. I guess Adblock realized that they got to a mainstream popularity to the point where like people are gonna use them no matter what they do. Except so they might I as well just, just get money.
0: I don't buy that. I don't think that's true. I don't think people well, we are have ad block on our computers brand. at work.
1: And I was like, wow, they've actually put ad block on these computers, these people who don't know anything about computers. I, I I don't know. I guess I
0: think that the service is what makes people use ad block, not I don't think I, people there's some recognition. People know what you mean when you say ad block. Yeah. And if you say you block, it's, it's not so clear really.
1: But, I think the brand matters and people are gonna Google Adblock. You know? That's true. And it'll be the first result and it'll be the one they download. I yeah. I, I think you that they you know, true. I think they might I think I hate to say it because it's awful, but I think it might have been a good business decision for Adblock to just say like, eh, fuck it, we've we've reached the amount of popularity where we can lose this many of our User base and still make money on the remaining people who don't care or don't realize what we're doing, and that'll be that. I think that'll work. maybe at least in the short term, like such you know, a, maybe it'll last a few years, and then they'll close their doors. Such a <laughs> weird have made money in the reversal. Meantime. Of course, it seems it's like. crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's it's totally it's a one hundred and eighty. It, um, it is the opposite. It's really ironic of yeah. the
0: original purpose at that point to serve you more ads. Yeah. Now, well, to be fair, that's serving you more than zero from what they initially blocked, but still, they're they're increasing the number of ads in your life Yeah, with, uh, with these updates.
1: I was going to try to transition into this, but then I couldn't think of a good way to do it, so I'll just say it. Okay. I watched a CSGO tournament over the weekend that I forgot Which to one? mention. It was ESL1 New York. Um... And the reason I watched it is because <laughs> I've kind of been following the, the, the main North American team, the best North American team is team liquid and they are actually kind of good now. And they've gotten really close to winning the last few tournaments. And, um, and so like, I've been tuning in just to follow them and, and cheer for them. And like, it's made it way more fun to have a team that you actually care about, like that you really want to win. Uh, they didn't win.
0: But it was oh. interesting
1: to watch i they really fucked it up because Sunday night it was midnight in New York and they hadn't even started their last match it, it like the like the stadium was like emptying out because it was so late at night. I don't know what happened, but uh, I remember just like I tuned in delayed. I kind of tuned in because I saw it was live still and I was like what's going on there and and then I saw that it was still just going on and it was like eleven thirty last night at my time which <laughs> is kind of insane but yeah i I still like watching CSGO. That's actually now, an enjoyable eSport.
0: You've been following it more than I have. I don't know how much that is, but still, you've kept your finger on I, You pulse. know, like
1: when there's a major tournament, I tune in to the big matches.
0: Who is the presence on the scene right now? Like, who is the big kid on the block, the number one? When I was one watching, of the things I think that... it was like Ninjas in Pajamas were kind of fading yeah. out, and yeah. they were getting pretty hot competition from everyone
1: else. One of the things that makes it fun to watch at this point is that there's no big number one team that's going to win it every time. Um, Fnatic was that like a year ago. And now they had a bunch of people leave and, and they're not, they're like a shell of their former self. And then like the people who left made their own team and they're not doing great, but, but you would expect some, some time that they need to get their shit together. But, uh, there's Navi, which is a Ukrainian team and they do really well. Um, Curtis Pro is a Polish team and I think they're all like older guys like they've been around for a really long time and they're the same people that have been there the whole time they have a lot of fans um uh SK Gaming
0: yeah I've never heard of them I was just googling some of this and I saw them ranked number one on a couple of these websites they I think
1: they won the tournament before New York um they beat Liquid in the finals.
0: i never even heard of them when I was. They're watching Brazilian.
1: Watching I I root against them because they're Brazilian and I'm racist. Well, they are dirty um,
0: folk down there with very yeah. uh, mud. They're they mud speak people. a mud language and with uh, <laughs> mud holes.
1: Vote Trump. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's cool because like because all the best teams have their own nationalities and like their own very yeah, distinct personalities cool. and there's like stories behind the players that are really interesting and they've done a really good job of. Somewhere along the line in the last couple of years, someone realized we need to make personalities out of these players the same way that real sports makes personalities out of their players. Because if they're just a screen name, like it it doesn't mean anything to anyone. And so like they do like player profiles and like they go through like their history and how they got to where they are and like they make them human beings. And then they there's certain tournaments I've seen, like they put their real name above their username like in game, they'll have like an overlay that has their real name. That's really neat. Um, and so, like, they're trying to legitimize it in a way that I think is actually working really well. Like, I would put my money on esports right now because it, I think it's <laughs> gonna work. Um, I don't know about CS:GO in particular. It seems like it. it I like it. So there's your bias, but um, it seems pretty good.
0: On a kind of uh, fuck me, oh fuck god, me, fuck me. on a kind of decentralized level. I think streaming has also done a lot to humanize esports players. Definitely, where they Hiko each is... individually have huge audiences that tune in yeah. to watch them stream and open crates and
1: like Liquid. Liquid has like a leader in Hiko, which is one of the guys who plays, and he apparently has this stream. I've never really watched it, but he has a stream that he does that like he has really, really, really dedicated fans. And like his mom and sister moderate the stream chat, and like people people chat with them and stuff, cool. and like it's just cool to have like that 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 level of interactivity with someone like who you know you can't do that with Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant. Why not? <laughs> um, <laughs> just pop no, in I mean
0: Shaq's Twitch stream.
1: Yeah, but but uh, it it is it is really neat. I, I I like that a lot, and and I think esports like I, I just think a lot of it has a lot more mainstream appeal um, than I think people realize where like the, the ability to go into the game and choose your viewpoint is, is huge. Like being able to just be your own cameraman. um, That's it. it, Games need to support that more. And like, there's so many neat things you can do with that. And they're like, like Val's done a pretty good job with their thing. And I think Dota has a really good spectator thing too. Um, But, like, there's a lot of, like, you could implement replays and stuff that you could do on your own, and, like, that would be really, really neat. Um, But, and and the fact that, like, esports provides something that real sports can't, which is, like, the element of, I I think the best word for it is stealth, but I don't think it always necessarily applies in the way I'm talking about. Like, in CSGO, it directly applies because you can be stealthy in that game and, like, sneak around players. But what I mean is, like, in most games that are played on, on a competitive level, you don't know what the enemy's doing unless you have your eyes on them. And and you can't always do that. Like, they're in a different part of the map or like, you know, in StarCraft II, you can't see through the through the fog of war. And it's an integral part of the game. And uh, I think, you know, that's something that, that doesn't exist in real sports where everyone's on the same playing field, literally. and And it's all visible. And the only thing that, at the only, I guess, what you would call the meta game in a real sport is the strategies, the plays, that kind of thing. Um, while in esports, it's like you can see someone sneaking up behind someone and that element of dramatic irony, like real life dramatic irony of like, oh shit, he's behind you, is super intense. Um, and, and it's also, there's the satisfaction of like, like, especially in Counter-Strike, when the kills start popping off, and you can hear the audience reacting to each one. Like, that's super... Like, that's awesome. And you don't get that in other sports. Uh, it, it, it's really cool. I, I, I actually enjoy watching Counter-Strike a lot.
0: That is true. Smash doesn't have the stealth element, because <laughs> you, you're both on the same screen. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's... It, it's this not about, are esports real sports... But making comparisons to real sports is fun and, uh, and interesting. And inevitable, and you have to. yeah Like, like Smash, for example. Um, it, like CSGO or um, high APM games like uh, StarCraft 2, they have still a high execution barrier that yeah. a real sport would. But it's a very different kind of execution barrier, obviously. More fingers, dexterity, that kind of thing. But past the execution... It's almost like a uh, quick decision-making skill has more direct,
1: absolutely impact. Well, think about I mean Dota sport
0: versus sport.
1: MOBAs are I don't know I don't know exactly how many like APMs they do, but I think it's pretty low in a MOBA where like you're only controlling one character, you've only got four or five abilities, um, and so it's almost all about strategizing with your team and making those decisions and making them quickly and 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 acting on them in a way that makes sense instead of being skillful. And so like the barrier to entry isn't your skill, it's your it's your knowledge and your ability to adapt and and, and work with others. Um and that's really, really fascinating. Uh yeah, totally. Um Counter Strike is way more about individual skill than those other games, but it still has a level of strategy that's that's pretty intense. Um especially when it starts I with...
0: always liked sorry, Dominica show no go on. I always liked the kind of soft roles that exist in CS:GO, where it's not like I'm playing the the tank this game. I'm the tank, and you're the carry or the the sniper or whatever. I guess there's snipers in CS:GO. That's well, there a bad are, example, but... but there's no the medic class. You kind of soft switch roles just on which guns you're using and whether you're gonna buy or not, yeah. and what's what situation.
1: I, I, sometimes you'll be the one that's drawing someone out at. or something like, like where it's like, I'm just in a position where I can bait this guy to me and get my teammate to kill him from another angle. And that's totally adaptive on the fly, you know, thinking. And like, um, <laughs> one of the highlights from this last tournament was someone threw their sniper rifle. They had an AWP and they were at the B site of dust too, where, you can go up through the little hole in the wall. Yeah. And they had just planted on the other side of the hole and he had his op. He threw it over the wall and then popped up through the hole and shot the guy in the head. The guy, when the gun came over the wall, just assumed it was a flashbang and turned around. And so he shot him <laughs> as he came through. And it was just like, fuck, that was amazing. Um, <laughs> Like shit like that right. happens. And it's just so cool because like, you're just tricking the other player. And like, I don't know, that's just it, it's it's really neat, and then there's you know there's, it, this happens every every tournament where someone sneaks around behind and they've got someone in their crosshairs, but they haven't shot yet because they're waiting for the perfect moment, and the audience is going oh, like freaking out and uh that's it's it's really neat when that happens. and I think it's even neat when like sometimes for like the first minute and a half, nobody will even fire their gun. Like they're just moving around the map slowly, uh-huh. and yep. it's like the fucking mind games that are going on are like really, really crazy. Uh, it's funny when you can watch them
0: uh, watch the terrorists start to allocate one way, yeah. and then kind of pull back and rotate, and 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 all like you the know their around. communications,
1: like they're f- trying to figure out yeah. what's going on, and then the, like the the counter terrorists are like sending someone back yeah. and forth between the bomb sites, like trying to figure out which one to stack. It's fucking cool. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> Not much else to say about so it. So that's
0: kind of um, I finished Baka Monogatari. It's an anime. It looks cool. But that's about all I have to say about it.
1: All right. Well, um, I'm 16.71 gigabytes out of 35.70. Oh, it's done. that fast for you? Yes, I guess that's fast.
0: Okay. Yeah, definitely. It took me, like, all day. Oh. I have no idea why. But it was ages. Anyway, that was Push to Shout. We'll probably play Halo 5. Maybe not tonight. If not tonight, then tomorrow or something. Because it's it's fucking cool. And with that, I think we will meet you guys. Oh, wait! One more thing. I purchased a microphone. So this one, uh, it's the Blue Yeti. It's good. uh, But lately it's kind of been busting... I don't know how to describe the way it's screwing up, but sometimes uh my mic will cut out for a second and it'll pop back on and then i'm i'm, I'm a black guy it'll It'll just sound like super low like and drawn out. i I
1: don't support uh, uh his words and deeds those are not my own his views are his own they hey, don't represent push the shout when
0: I become black in those moments where I become black, I am very proud. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very powerful. All right. (laughs) Anyway, so um, I spent maybe too much money on a new microphone, and that's showing up tomorrow. So I'm excited to try that out. And I figure it also might be a sort of buyer's remorse kind of thing, where it'll motivate me to make a video. (laughs) Um, that was actually how I started making videos, as I bought this thing and then just wanted to mess around with I, it. So I'm planning on we'll making see.
1: another year-in-review video, but I'm kind of dreading it. I haven't I edited it in a long time. I want to do something before that.
0: I don't want to do just another one. Yeah. I want to do a fun one, quick one.
1: I always like tell myself, like, God, it's time to make another video, and then I just don't do it. I upload something stupid. It's, it's like 20 hard, seconds man. Long. It's hard. Yep.
0: It's so hard to find the time to do that. Because it used to be... I could just take a whole day yeah. and say, I'm going to make a video today. I would get out of, like, class or something at 4 p.m., and I've got nothing to do tonight. I can wake up at, like, noon tomorrow if I want. I could just make a video and publish it tonight. Oh, man. What happened? Life is hell. Life is hell, yeah. and you are – the dragged me into the deepest pit. And welcome, goodbye, shut sure.